0: And you're listening to CITR FM-102, 102, Cable-102, 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, King Richard's Army with King Richard. Today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, speaking of a hockey theme, an interview with Snail Mail. An interview with Snail Mail. And to prepare you for Snail Mail, here is a band that is playing in Vancouver tonight. Three o'clock train. They are playing the Rickshaw Theater tonight. And we're going to play their version of It's Not Worth It, originally by the Dills. Sadly, Zippy Pinhead, the drummer on the original recording of The Dill's Not Worth It, has passed away. As well, Chip has passed away too. Rip and peace for Chip and Zippy. But tonight, the three o'clock train are playing tonight at the Rickshaw Theater. And Mac is playing a little tribute to the Dills with Zippy on drums on this recording of It's Not Worth It, produced by Bob Rock as well. And then we're going to go into the original version of Not Worth It. By the Dills. And actually, sorry, I made a slight mistake there. It actually was Tony that passed away from the Dills. So on this recording that you are going to be hearing, it is Chip from the Dills on guitar, Zippy Pinhead on drums, and as well, Mac from 3 O'clock Train. So this is their version of Not Worth It from the Sound of the Rain EP, Lay Dills, Made in Canada. Those originally produced by Bob Rock in 1979. So we're going to hear the three o'clock train doing Not Worth It and then we're going to hear the original of Not Worth It by the Dills and the cool thing about this is we have on guitar, chip, And we also have on drums, Zippy from the original version. And rest in peace as well to Zippy and Tony from The Dills. And this goes out to you. The three o'clock train with Not Worth It. And then an interview with Snailmail on the Narbar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. are you i'm Lindsay of snail mail Lindsay, welcome to vancouver british columbia canada neptune records thank you so much Lindsay's <laughs> from snail mail i have a gift for you right off the bat a fiona apple uh, poster <laughs> <laughs> wow from 1998 signed by vancouver artist bob massey
1: wow wow oh my god fiona apple is kind of important
0: for snail mail right yeah
1: yeah she's huge she's like one of my biggest songwriting inspirations and performing inspirations of all time. Uh, do you have a place for posters? Um, <laughs> maybe in a frame at my parents' house because I don't have a, spa- a space yet, but this will go in my house. And we have cardboard for that, too. Perfect. So it won't
0: get thrown in the back of the van.
1: Thank you so much. This is incredible.
0: Uh, no problem. Thank you, Snail. Mail. Mr. Rittenmeyer.
1: Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Rittenmeyer, R- my guitar teacher in high school. That's where you met Alex, your guitarist? It's true. Or Alex Bass. Yes. Uh, yeah, he uh, he is a little older than me. He's two years older than me. Um, and he was dating my friend at the time. And he was across the room in the other class. And um, I met him because he was dating my friend. And we had a lot of uh, musical interests in common. And then we went to a concert together and became friends. What concert? Speedy Ortiz, I think, maybe, at the Black Cat. From Boston? Yeah
0: and Alex's dad, did he put out LPs? Cuz he's a saxophonist, isn't he?
1: Yeah, Jay. Jay Bass is a saxophonist. Um he has offered to play solos on Snowmill Records. Uh And you said, "Please. <laughs> please, I would love that. I didn't know he had records." No, I was curious.
0: What do you know about
1: him? I, I He has a lot of hobbies. He's a really interesting guy. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know. He's really interested in in like model stuff and uh yeah, like trains and um costumes and stuff he's like a really interesting guy and i know he's a talented sax player but i I don't know if he has records it's very possible lindsey jordan of snail
0: mail were you a security guard at the age of 14
1: (laughs) yes yeah um i worked at meriwether post pavilion for several years and my sister was a manager there Um, now what
0: was your job as a security guard
1: (laughs) um i I checked tickets. I checked bags. I stood by like VIP gates and sometimes near the backstage area and would would uh, chase people away and stuff. But I wasn't a narc. Did you ever break up any fights? Actually, no. But I was very close to many fights. Yeah, and I and I almost got into a couple myself. What
0: did you look like back then when you were fourteen? Did you look like a younger security guard?
1: Yeah, I was tiny. Um I had black hair and bangs and braces and glasses. And I wore the Merryweather Post hat and Timberlands and cargo shorts.
0: Still, what is going on here exactly? The eight balls. <laughs> um, the eight balls.
1: Yeah, the eight balls. This is um this was my parents' friends band. Um this is Vince, and uh, that's me with my knockoff Les Paul, LTD edition. Wearing sandals? <laughs> yeah, uh, rocking the flops. Something I don't do as much anymore, but maybe should start. And what were you playing there? Some Motown could explain.
0: The eight balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, probably a cover of Sweet Home Alabama. We, uh, I sometimes sat in with them and would, would play guitar solos or sing backup. So this is probably a picture of me ripping a sweet guitar solo on "Sweet Home Alabama" outside at a party barbecue. Kathy and Vince. Kathy and Vince. That's right. <laughs> Looney's Pub. A Looney's Pub. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, my <laughs> my mom owns a bra store in Columbia, Maryland. Bra uh, la la. la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And right next door is Looney's Pub. Um, and there would be charity events there. Uh, that I guess my mom had some part to do with, and and Kathy and Vince would play, and then the eight balls, and then I would sit in, and then eventually do my own cover set there.
0: Like, how did she convince Vince and Kathy? I,
1: I, I don't. What know. Was a pitch? I think I was really passionate and excited, and just like you know, kind of shredding early on, and I think I just had the uh, the nerve and the fire, and I wanted to go. Shred some classic rock jams with the boys.
0: <laughs> so you snail mail played Loonies, Loonies, but you also played the Mad City Coffee
1: House? Yeah, yeah. Um I was doing cover sets there and that's when I kinda started writing songs because I had to fill in time. Um and all my friends would come and uh all my friends, boyfriends and girlfriends and, and like sometimes extended family <laughs> and like people trying to get a cup of coffee on Saturday nights. You also participated in Godspell with them. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I played guitar in the pit band for Godspell. Very challenging. And
0: how was that How was that why is it challenging?
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> um this I don't I don't know those... Did you do a solo? Like did they were they really restrictive? <laughs> well the, the solos were all te- you know they were all sheet music to out for me, which was hard and the timing is so exact in the um, oh, Chris Hedenbach was my, okay, yes, he was the hit band director, okay. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was just, it's very, like, cut and dry, you can't really mess around at all, because, you know, you're playing to support the actors and the singers, and, and if you mess up, it's really on you. And I did, actually realizing I did have a solo, and it was bad.
0: <laughs> did you ever mess up?
1: Yes, absolutely. I totally messed up. I never really feel like, I, I never felt like I really got it.
0: Lindsay from Snailwell, what was your pitch? What was your pitch to the principal to say let me go on tour?
1: Um I think I think I told him that I I had like worked hard for it or something and I I worked hard in school and I studied a lot and did well on my tests and um only skipped discreetly. So, so, I mean, and then I think later he maybe regretted it because I got a little too loose with my attendance but um yeah i i was just like i think um this is something i have to do for my post college life
0: so people are watching this probably you are an inspiration to millions what would you say what are the tips when you have to present an idea to your principal that you will miss school what are the tips what should people say
1: (laughs) iron shirt firm handshake look him right in the eye uh brush your teeth do your homework, get A's, be respectful, have low expectations. So, yeah.
0: And then the principal will say yes.
1: He might. He was a little like, he, he was he. Well, he didn't want to, but I think eventually it, I sold him. Who did you go to Pitchfork
0: Music Festival with?
1: Um, I went with my friend Sean and her sister Allison, who's also my friend, and. Uh, and her mom, their moms, their mom, (laughs) and, um, and I actually met one of my best friends now, this guy Sal, um, and he was standing behind me during that St. Vincent set at Pitchfork, and then later on he interviewed me, and then I also saw him, he was working at NPR when I did the tiny desk, and then, like, I would just run into him all the time, and he became really close with, like, my friends in New York, and then we realized years later, we we were, like, in that picture together, um, but yeah, yeah, we I flew to St. Louis, which is where Sean and Allison lived, and then we all drove to Chicago.
0: When somebody goes to a music festival with you, Snail Mail, when you were younger, did this let you go? What do you do? Where do your friends go?
1: Um, you go to the front. Yeah, I mean, back then, we definitely were going to the front, because I was, you know, I'm still pretty short, but I wanted to see what was going on. Um, So I we drank a lot of water, and just I think just waited all day. Really wanted to see St. Vincent.
0: You're kind of like a mirror, aren't you? In other words, you mirror back the lyrics to performers sometimes. How hard is it to mirror back the lyrics? And do you ever trip up performers? Because you know the lyrics and they don't.
1: Well, (laughs) it's been a while. Um, But I I definitely think that there would be times where I would be like, you know, right on it. Getting the lyrics perfectly correct and and getting the phrasing perfectly correct. And, and, you know, live performers like to mix it up. And so I think I would kind of like... Maybe throw them off because I was so aggressively mouthing the lyrics that it would. Because that happens to me too. I mean, there's one show, and I like to mix things up. And there's one show in Austin where someone was singing so loud right in front of the mirror or the monitor that I could hear it over myself. And I was like, I don't even know what the lyrics of this song are.
0: <laughs> what is the important snail mail of this zine right here? Strawberry Dreams.
1: Strawberry Dreams, yeah. Um, Wow. This is. Maybe like the first interview I ever did, and this is my friend Paula's publication, Um, Paula Martinez. And they have priests in there too, priests. Yeah, priests. Um, Yeah, I mean, this was like the original DC crew. Like when I was going to a lot of punk shows, and this was like the coolest thing in the world at that time. It still is, but
0: Strawberry Dreams.
1: Yeah, Strawberry Dreams. I remember really enjoying doing this interview. Call us awesome, yeah. Angela from Post Pink, she helped you. Yeah, um, yeah. I met her when I was really young, in line for a show. I think it was Post Pink, Downtown Boys and Priests maybe, and uh, we were just talking about Unregistered Nurse Fest, which was coming up, and her band was playing. Um, and I had a couple solo songs on Bandcamp at the time. Um, and she ended up just like. Kind of, she works on that festival and ended up just letting me play a set, which is why um, I formed a band together just for the one set and then had no intention of continuing.
0: You met her in the line.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just standing. It's not easy to win somebody over. (laughs) Yeah, we were actually wearing matching socks. Is that
0: the kickoff point?
1: Yeah, it was just like white netted socks, and she was like, "Did you get those at Target?" And I was like, "The
0: next thing you know, we have snail mail."
1: That's right. So thank you, Target. Yeah. Thank you, Target. They started everything. Everything.
0: But it all started really with School of Rock, didn't it? School of Rock. The movie, School of Rock.
1: Yes. Absolutely. And I thought...
0: I would give you a gift, Lindsay, right here. This is actually the Langley School's Music Project 2LP with booklet. This is the record from Langley, B.C. that inspired the movie School of Rock. Oh, no way. It's a whole bunch of school kids covering the Beach Boys, the wings, Paul McCartney's wing. Cool. Amazing. I had no idea. From Langley, British Columbia, Canada, and that influenced the movie School of Rock. Incredible.
1: Wow. And
0: Ray is also into School of Rock, isn't he?
1: That's Ray's... That's Ray says that that's the only movie he's ever seen. That's his whole life. And this
0: is a double LP, so maybe he can get one of the LPs. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, he, he's going to freak it.
0: Ray loves School of Rock, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, more than anyone. Now, speaking
0: of Ray, what exactly is going on right here? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's going. I really hit you in the head, didn't I? Oh, it's okay. Are I- you used to being hit in the head by the mic?
1: Actually, yes. Mostly like around this area. Um, so this is Ray. I is this his band? Is this the Black Sparks? The Black Sparks. Yeah. So this is Ray's old hardcore band, the Black Sparks. Sort of uh, DC legends. They played Fort Reno. Um, they, you know, they were actually pretty widely known over there. Um, they had like a post article about them and uh yeah they were like really young and Ray had this beautiful luscious head of hair
0: and you met him at a Sherman gig yeah
1: yeah um we had mutual friends it wasn't socks no 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 um it was like a friend setup my friend was like you would love this guy and I was like I do he's awesome (laughs) how do you Lindsay stop
0: hockey gear from smelling
1: uh, my hockey gear is fermenting in my garage right now. It is. I, I used to spray um Febreze all over it, like the disinfectant kind, and then run everything through the washing machine like once a season. But then as soon as you close the bag up for the season, there's no... Unless you leave everything out. It stinks. It molds. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Did you ever
0: draw blood or have bloody chiclets?
1: No, no bloody chiclets. Um, definitely some blood. I... I... I had a couple head injuries um, where I had to go, you know, get, like, tests done. No, I don't think there were any, like, n- nothing too severe. Um, but, head injuries tested on? Yeah, as in, like, I had to do concussion tests a couple times. Um, but, yeah, n- nothing severe at all.
0: Were there any female referees? Maybe. I
1: don't think so.
0: <laughs> that doesn't ring a bell. Were, were there? I was just curious. Like, you were playing hockey. Were there any female referees?
1: I don't I don't think so. Maybe like two in my whole career of hockey. Oh, you remember them. Maybe.
0: Could you tell there were female referees?
1: Yeah, the ponytail and like the You know what? I can't can't be certain. Were you playing on a
0: mixed team or was it just girls or was it just guys?
1: Um every now and then there would be a girl. It was predominantly boys and then I played for a girls team for one season.
0: Could you tell when you played other teams that had girls? What does a girl look like playing hockey? How did you identify them?
1: Buff, <laughs> <laughs> aggro, uh, long ponytail. Did people know you were a girl? I don't know. Maybe I. Good question. I don't know. Pro- maybe not. Probably. But people know
0: you are Lindsay Jordan from Snail. Mail. And I have a gift for you. This is a relic from the Vancouver Canucks Stanley Cup run in 1982, King Richard's Army. A relic from the Vancouver Canucks for you. This is a gift, a hockey gift for you.
1: Oh, so sick. Thank you.
0: Lindsay, on the road, you do a lot of gigs, but you also do some exercise. Do you still go for runs every day?
1: No. <laughs> no, my running days are behind me. I can't. I just get so... It's like these shows, I guess since we're the headliners now, m- more often, I feel like we're, we stay so much later just to, like, I guess because we play later and we have to, like, sell merch and then, yeah, it takes forever to get out of there. And so I never end up in bed until, like, 2 a.m. And then I wake up and I'm just so tired. There's just no way. There's no way I could get myself out of bed to run.
0: But you did do some running.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. Fans ever
0: join you, like Flash Mob?
1: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Thank God. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> what fans joining you? Running with me. I think I would just assume they were chasing me.
0: That would be amazing. Like uh, th- th- from the you know the gig the night before. Hey, join me tomorrow morning for a run.
1: 8 p. 8 a. m. Yeah, maybe some charity or something. Five five k.
0: Well, I was thinking, Lindsay, you have done so many gigs, like 200 you mentioned. I have something for you because you must feel homesick. Here is something from Baltimore. Oh, what okay. can you say
1: about Old Bay? <laughs> Um, Old Bay is the greatest creation, um, on Earth. This is, God made this. And, uh, yeah, it's like a Baltimore export, I guess. And it's really good on everything. Popcorn, eggs, crabs, (laughs) steak, probably. Yeah, I put it on popcorn and eggs. Will it make
0: you feel at home?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm actually really happy I have this right now. Thank you. I, I feel like when we're at the Airbnbs, um cooking, nobody ever thinks to buy any spices, so we just have bland eggs all the time. I have used Old Bay on everything. It's incredible. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much Old Bay apparel in Maryland. It's like every store has like an Old Bay hat, and an Old Bay jacket, and Old Bay pants. It's bizarre, but I like the state pride. Gritty Goblin Games. Next to my mom's store. Bra la la. Yes. <laughs> have you gone in there? Actually, I was just there. Me and my mom um, got sushi recently, and I went. Sometimes I go there to like drop things off or pick things up or to meet up with her, but I haven't been in a long time. I used to spend all my time there when I was little because it was like getting set up and there was lots to do, and so I would just play computer games in the back. What games? I don't know. It, I guess I would go on like miniclips.com, Club Penguin, Webkins, whole shebang.
0: Lindsay Jordan of Snail Mail.
1: Yes. The Northwest. Yes. Lewis. Courtney Love. Oh, yeah. You do a cover of Lewis. Yeah. Second most beautiful girl in the world. What can I say about that? The Northwest. Um I am a really big fan of K Records, um and a lot of like I don't know, I I guess my friend made me a mixtape, like an actual tape, and that was one of the songs on it. And it um just kind of changed everything for me. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um and it's really underrated lyrically and musically and it's just like it's just beautiful. It makes me cry. Sometimes when I'm playing it live I cry.
0: Has he, Lois ever come out to any of your gigs?
1: No but uh the second member of Courtney Love came to that to one of our shows I think. Unless he's coming to the Seattle show. He's from Seattle. I got an email about it. Would
0: you like to say anything to Lois if he's watching this?
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, I hope I'm doing your song justice. And hi, I'm a big fan.
0: And you're also a fan of Tally Backman,
1: she's so high, ah, high above me, she's so lovely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Canadian content. Yeah, it's a great song.
0: And speaking of Canadian content, I have another gift for you, a Tegan and Sarah 7-inch from 2013. Amazing. From Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, kind of. They're originally from Calgary. What do you think about Tegan and Sarah?
1: I love them. I think it's an integral, I think their music is an integral um, rite of passage for most young gay girls i think um yeah i don't know i i was really excited when i discovered them i think it was just like it it was really empowering and and it was nice to have that it's kind of nice to just listen to pop songs about other written by girls for girls um which is something you just don't come by that often really um yeah i think and i guess one time ray and i when we were driving to south by southwest i think this first one we did um They, like, posted a screenshot of thinning or something, and we pulled the car over and we're like, ah! Um, Yeah, but this is really cool. Thank you.
0: Have you got closer than a screenshot?
1: No. (laughs) I've, like, interacted with them online, but but no, I've never met them or interacted with them face-to-face.
0: I have another gift for you, snail mail, right here—a uh, Rose Melberg seven-inch—and Rose actually
1: came to one of your gigs. Yeah, she did at the Neptune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that she was a big Waxahachie fan, um, and I didn't know who she was. And I, I was like, I went up to Katie Waxahachie, and I was like, "Who, who was that?" And she was, and it was like, as Rose was leaving, and she was like, "That was Rose Melberg." And I just sprinted out, and I was like. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan. Um, it's on like every mix CD I've ever made, someone.
0: And that is on a local label, Kingfisher Blues, from Vancouver.
1: Cool. And, and that's some, a gift for you. Thank you so much. Numbered, yes. <laughs> wow, thank you. And
0: actually, speaking of Katie, could you tell the importance of Allison? Because Allison is also on Kingfisher Blues.
1: Yo, Allison. Who is Allison
0: Crutchfield?
1: Allison Crutchfield is one of my best friends. Um, Originally from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, she's got, um, she's, in, well, I, I guess I met her maybe at the first South by Southwest, um, and she's been a huge part of my life ever since. But we, we've toured together multiple times. Um, I went on a Waxahachie tour just for fun once and had a great time with Allison. And yeah, she's awesome. She's a great musician. And um, yeah, I, I mean, Allison, she's awesome. I love this illustration of her tattoo. It's great. What do you think about
0: records? Do you ever do much record shopping?
1: Yeah, actually, I'm really proud of my record collection at home. Um, I love record shopping. It's it's super difficult on tour because sometimes they're like hard to transport. But um, I did, I got, where did we go? Oh, we went to Disc Union when we were in Japan. Um, and that was like the most fun I've ever had digging through records. Uh, and I ended up getting a copy of, like, a colored copy of Devotion by Terza that I was really proud of, and then I spent the whole rest of the tour just trying to protect it from the plane rides because we run on so many plane rides. What about the archive? Yeah, wow. So Alex actually works at the archive, Um and... Jason, who owns it, is a really close friend of mine, um, and I used to just hang out there all the time before Ellicott City flooded. Like every single day, I would go get a coffee from Bean Hollow, and then Alex and I would—he would smoke on the ledge of the archive, and I would sit next to him. And then we would just go hang out in there with Jason and listen to music. Did he have your record? He does now. <laughs> yeah, he had—he um, had my cassette when I had like a when all I had was cassettes. How?
0: Where is that?
1: Um, it's rare. There's 10. There are 10 of them at my parents' house. On eBay? No, I, I don't think I'm ever going to sell them. I'm not a huge fan of those songs. But they're they're just sitting in my parents' basement. <laughs> the pan down. What about
0: the playroom in Bethesda?
1: <laughs> that's, um, that's Ray and I's friend Nathaniel's basement. Um, and we played a show there a long time ago, and, and I guess I've, I've gone to a couple shows there. And we actually have also practiced there. Um, but yeah, do so they still do gigs there? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. There's a really cute cat that lives there too.
0: Songbird Music.
1: Yeah, Ray Ray worked at Songbird. Um, played a lot of shows there. Been to a lot of shows there. Yeah, Adams Morgan, Washington D.C.
0: W M U C Cheesecake late at night.
1: Cheesecake late at night.
0: I know W M U C. What's cheesecake? W M U C cheesecake late at night (laughs) what do you think about wmuc i'm
1: trying to remember is wmuc american third rail Rail. that was the second ever snail mail performance we did a set on third rail right after unfest and we played so poorly i listened back and i was like i'm not gonna play music anymore
0: your mom likes wpuc some country
1: she d- oh her store advertises on that channel and she listens to it yeah it's but she doesn't even listen to country I don't think She <laughs> advertises on that channel yeah I she's friends with somebody on PUC or something I, I don't know maybe she does listen to it I don't know
0: did you ever get into any shows that were you know twenty one and up absolutely what are the tips for getting into a twenty one and up show
1: fake ID um. Look the bouncer in the eye, know the information on the fake ID, uh, makeup. I have these glasses that make me look really mature, and then I wear, like, adult shoes, like these. Just walk in with um, confidence and, yeah, like, kind of a strut. Yeah, my ID says I'm 31.
0: Did anybody not believe you?
1: Yes, recently, like two weeks ago.
0: But you showed the ID.
1: Yeah, well...
0: Hey! Didn't they believe you?
1: I didn't take my own advice. There was information on it that I didn't know.
0: Baboom! Baboom! The Sound Garden.
1: Yes, absolutely. Some
0: record stores in Baltimore, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you think about the record stores? Have you done in stores there?
1: Never done any in stores there. I've been to a couple in stores at the Sound Garden. Um, No, I mean I would love that. Which ones? (laughs) Uh, I I saw Jake Bug. (laughs) <laughs> when I was 14 at the Soundgarden. Was he good? I think I came during his last song by accident, and I was, like, throwing a fit. I was like, Mom! He had a lot of
0: fans, didn't he?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. He filled the place up. I shook his hand, I remember.
0: <laughs> was he wearing sunglasses?
1: No, he was wearing, like, a shirt that made him, that like, really showed off his, like, biceps, though. I remember, like, a, a real, like, a hot guy shirt. <laughs>
0: amazing have you seen many people wearing hot guy shirts
1: oh yeah england music festivals that's like where all the guys wear their hot guy shirts like with like the buns all the way down and like sunglasses yeah
0: how do you counter a hot guy shirt
1: i ignore it i just i i see a hot guy shirt and i turn the other way snail mail lindsey jordan
0: anything you want to add to the people out there at all
1: mm, no
0: why should people care about snail mail why should people care
1: I think that I think that it's cool to care about anything, and I think that a lot of people care because the songs like make them feel emotion, So I think the coolest thing is to like let people care, and if you don't care, it's okay. You don't have to care.
0: Well, thanks very so much, you snail mail, Lindsay. Keep on rocking in a free world and doo doo loo doo
1: do. doo.
0: You're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show on CITR, F-102, Cable 102 Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And you just heard snail mail with habit. And before that, an interview with snail mail. Now, here is a picture disc by Jesse, the body Ventura. We're going to play both sides from 1980. 84. This particular track is called "Body Rules." Jesse, the Body Ventura, from 1984 on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show.
2: I got the speed, this body rules, in the rig, it's my machine, it's my castle, it's my weapon, when I wrestle, I got the hands, I got the moves, I got the ways, to get to you, you want trouble, you'll be sorry, if you mess, with this body, I got the body, the body. I got the body,
3: the body rules,
2: I got the body, the body rules tonight. I got the arms, I got the legs, I got the strength to give the pain, I got fists, Iron. I got a heart that never tires. I walk tall. I walk proud. I stand out in any crowd. You're gonna fall. You're gonna crawl. You're gonna beg for your release. I got the body. The body moves. I got the body. The body moves. I got the body. The body Strong. You mess with me, I'm gonna tear you down I got the tools to deal with fools I got the body to take me to the top I got the body
3: The body
2: rules I got the body
3: The body rules
2: I got the body
3: The body rules
2: tonight I got the body I got the body,
3: the body rules,
2: I got the body,
3: the body rules tonight,
2: I got the body,
3: the body rules,
2: don't mess with me big the body rules, I'll drop the down Jack, the body rules tonight, I got the body, the body rules, I'll split your head Jack, I'm the baddest mother walking the streets The body rules tonight I got the body The body rules I'm so pretty The body rules Check out the body king. I'm a bomb without a fuse. I'm the master of the ring. I'm on fire when I wrestle. I've got eyes as cold as ice. I can make you beg for mercy with my body Wrestle with Mr. B. bull with vengeance when i use my body vice, you're a fool to sign that contract you've been duped by wallace c i hope you've said your prayers when you mess with mr v You'll never see when you wrestle with Mr. B.
0: You're still listening to the to Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there from Buffalo, New York, the Hamiltons. Two tracks from the Hamiltons. You just heard right there, Dracula goes to the gas station alone again. And before that, flowers for Wolfman in human form by the Hamilton. Thank you so much, Nikki, from Buffalo, New York, for sending me this vinyl 7-inch EP. And... Before that, we heard some Jesse, the body, Ventura. We actually heard both sides of his picture disc, which I also tweeted to at Nardwar. So if you actually are following the show on Twitter, you can see the picture of the record. And we heard Showdown with Mr. V. And in between there, we heard the Langley School's Music Project, from 1976, as mentioned in the interview with Snail Mail, with God Only, knows, and before that, from 1984, Jesse, the Body Ventura, with Body Rules. Right now, to end the the Human Serviette radio show, I want to play something that was sent to me by Ben. Hello, Ben. Thank you, Ben, for sending me This is Pop Volume 1, an amazing compilation of a whole bunch of rock and roll bands. This is Pop Volume 1. Thank you, Ben. So we're going to hear a bunch of tracks from that record, beginning with The Pale Lips from Montreal, then Deja Vu. Then the Sorrells from Winnipeg, then Outta Controller from Halifax, Nova Scotia, then Designer Sore from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. The Tihaws are going to end the set with Edmonton flavored Tihaws excitement. So thank you again, Ben, from this Is Pop Volume 1 for sending me This Is Pop Volume 1. It's an amazing compilation, a whole bunch of tracks. I'm only playing a sampling there, but it's on nice vinyl for you to enjoy. So This Is Pop Volume 1. We're going to again hear The Pale Lips, followed by Deja Vu, followed by The Sorrels, followed by of Controller, followed by The Zinosaur, and ending with The Titas on an War. The human surfy at Radio Show.